Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of Full Count Chaos, talking baseball, talking sports, anything else on your mind. You know I always love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at FullCountChaos. You can also hit me up on email, FullCountChaos at gmail.com. All the good shit, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm there. Love to hear from you. Uh, another week without knowing what in the hell is going to happen with baseball. Whatever at this point. You know, double elimination tournament. I'll take it. Ten game season. Saw somebody on Twitter throwing a fit. Because it might be 48 games, and they said, screw that. And I just remember looking at that being like, what do you mean, screw that? No, screw you. If it's 48 games of baseball that they're going to start doing, let's do it. For God's sakes, let's do it. Hey, by the way, uh, I tweaked a few things uh, pertaining to the audio to try to make it a little more clear. I know I've already put out a shit ton of episodes, but if you're listening to this and, I don't know, maybe you say, hey, the audio sounds shittier, well, let me know. But um, if it's more clear, and it, it's got a better sound to it, you know, feel free to let me know as well. So hopefully, you know, whatever I did here, <laughs> working in the lab, hopefully it helps. Oh, man, a lot to go over today. And again, I always appreciate you taking the time to tune in. So every week I try to give you a heads up on any good movies or TV shows to watch or stay away from. And this week I watched Fantasy Island. That movie was terrible. I'm sure 90% of you out there didn't even know that was a movie that came out. What a stinker. I mean, that movie was just fucking awful. And it was one of those movies when when it's finished, you're just staring at the TV for a good minute going, why the hell did I just sit through that? And how can someone read that script and be like, sure, I'll dump an ass load of money into this. So I'm just trying to save you that $5.99 to rent if people, if you still rent movies on TV, on demand, whatever. Don't do it. (laughs) Not a good movie. So anyway, moving on, uh, you know, this year it's just been fucking emotional, draining, exhausting, sad. And if you're out there protesting, please be safe. Please be careful. Do your thing. But these videos that I'm seeing are just mind-boggling of how the police are just pile-driving people like a bunch of fucking lunatics. And maybe last week I didn't say enough. I mean, I didn't get any feedback. Nobody said you didn't say enough or you said too much or why did you say anything and nobody said anything at all. But whether it's the police or just some random asshole being violent or disrespectful to another human being due to their color, I'll stand against that all damn day. That's a no-brainer. But I say something with common sense like that, but I'm still seeing discussions. It's like, what are we discussing? Why are we not all on the same page? So it's frustrating. It's just crazy that something like this, you'd think it would bring everybody together, but ironically, it separates those people even further. so sad. Uh, Did you see that Instagram model? I think she was pulled up in a Mercedes. Uh, Somebody was uh, recording her on their phone. She pulls up in a Mercedes, walks up to a guy who's drilling up these windows that were busted out. I don't know if he was a store owner, building owner. I I don't know who he was. She walks up to him, says, hey, can I borrow your drill? The guy gives her his drill 
and I guess her husband or boyfriend takes a photo of her holding the drill up to the board to make it look like she's doing work, and then boom, she says thank you, walks back in her bends, drives away. And you know she posted that photo a minute later going, just doing my thing for the community. Fucking makes me want to puke. Hashtag just doing what I can. And by the way, please donate to my Venmo account if you want more pictures of me in yoga pants. Moving on. We are moving on. All right, since doing this podcast, I've been able to chat and meet with a lot of Oriole fans around the country. And I'd love to hear from you. If you're not from Maryland and you're an Orioles fan, you don't have family, if you don't have any grandfathers or your dad or mom who grew up as an Orioles fan, you just randomly pick the Orioles to be your team. And ever since day one, you've stuck with them. Love to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. I still have friends that are Cowboy fans when Baltimore didn't have a football team. And, of course, back in the 90s, if you're a Cowboys fan or a Bills fan, you're very happy. Although Bills fans, you know, they lose four straight Super Bowls. But, you know, half my friends were like, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. They're the greatest. I picked the Redskins growing up. And even then, I felt weird. You know, I just can't seem to root for other teams outside my hometown. When I was a kid, you had to pick a team. You know, we didn't have the Ravens, so I picked the Redskins. They were closest. I I, I still didn't feel right. And if the Orioles left, God forbid, I don't even like saying those words, but I just have to say fuck baseball. Kiss my ass. I don't like baseball anymore. And I will not become a Nats fan. I'd rather chop my toes off and wear flip-flops every day. No way you're going to see this guy be a Nats fan. But I was just thinking about that. A lot of fans, a lot of people all over the country tune into this podcast who are Oriole fans. But I've never really asked, are you from here? Did you just randomly pick the Orioles? Or, you know, maybe, yeah, your, your whole family grew up being an Orioles fan and you just hopped on the bandwagon and ever since... You're walking around North Dakota wearing Orioles gear. Love to hear from you. All right, before I move on, I know I spoke about this a couple weeks ago. I reminded you last week, and I'm going to talk about it real quick again this week. BetOnline.ag will serve as a title sponsor for Armchair as well as my show now. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf coming back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. They have live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. You can enter for free. Visit BetOnline AG to check out the action. In addition to BetOnline, coming aboard, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club, hosted by professional skaters Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart. They're on social media. You can check them out at The Nine Club. To see all things Armchair, search Armchair Media wherever you get your pods. Also, check us out on Armchair's website, armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channels at Armchair. Now, in about a week or two, I'm going to have a promo code for Bet Online, and I'll tell you all about the deals and the cool shit that will come along with putting in the promo code betonline.ag. So stay tuned for that. Now, did you see uh, the MLB, or who was it? Uh, MLB Trade Rumors on Twitter (laughs) the other day tweeted out that the Orioles released Brandon Klein. Whoops. I don't even know how that rumor started. I, (laughs) I don't know why there was a mistake. 
I don't know who leaked out false information as as a prank and it, and MLB trade rumors just ran with it. I'm I'm not sure where the mix up happened, but when that tweet came out, I noticed there was mixed emotions when the news came out about Klein. You know, it was uh, some people were like, "Good, get him out of here." Others were like, "What the hell are you thinking?" But when I read that, I just remember being like, "Ah, whatever. <laughs> we're in a rebuild." I, I don't know. It's it's probably a, a bad way of looking at things. You know, Klein. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he was second pick in the 2012 draft. After 34 games, he pitched 41 innings with a 5.93 ERA, a record of one and four with a 1.54 WHIP giving up nine home runs out of those 41 innings. You know, so I guess when I looked at that and I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, the Orioles aren't going to be uh, hitting up the playoffs here coming up, but, you know, he is a young kid. Maybe I'm thinking, I, I should have thought, oh, no, that's a guy who could help us out in the future because I know he didn't exactly light up the stats, but he did light up the radar gun. You know, he 96, 97. I just wish someone would work on his ball movement control maybe work another pitch or two I mean he could help but I just thought that was funny because when I went on to look at the comments and I think I was going to retweet it or even comment on it you know that you know uh, uh I think the message on Twitter failed to load or something I was like well that's odd I wonder why they took that off and then you start seeing all the <laughs> other tweets about no they fucked up that's not true so if that was true, would you have been upset? Would you be like, are you kidding me? How could they get rid of Klein? He had such potential. I know. I mean, you look at his major league numbers and you're like, Argh. but you see that radar gun. I mean, that's good shit. Just got to work on it. So I was one of the guys that just said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Not worried about it at all, but he's still on the team. So hopefully he continues to help. Now, as we know, the draft June 10th coming up. Uh, talked about a couple weeks ago. The experts are mainly saying Orioles will be picking Austin Martin. <clears throat> but Baseball America, and I saw a couple other people, they have the Orioles picking Zach Veen, high school center fielder. Uh, they have him picking up number one. He looks like Trey Mancini, <laughs> the way he smiles. He really does, and in my opinion. So I started reading some stuff on Veen, and I'll tell you what, if the Orioles draft him, I will be stoked. And I would hope he could come up and help the Orioles out in a few years. And the stuff that I was reading about him, very, very impressed. Uh, since night and day, junior, senior year, he's getting, he's putting on more muscle, getting stronger, he's getting faster. He put on 25 pounds, and that's not always a bad thing. I mean, hitting the gym, eating carbs, you want to put on some weight, you know? But you want to keep the speed. And that's what he did. Even though he gained 25 pounds, his 60-yard dash time dropped from 6.9 to 6.7. Again, 25 pounds, and his 60-yard dash time was better. It's impressive. And what's even more impressive, what I thought was really cool, Austin Hayes and him have been hanging out. Veen has been working out with Austin Hayes. They both went to Spruce Creek. Um, and they're also working out with Patrick Mazeka. He was drafted by the Mets in the eighth round back in 2015. I'm not 100% sure on his stats and where he's at and how he's doing. But anyway, we all know who Austin Hayes is. I think that's going to be my next Orioles jersey. I got away from wearing jerseys for a long time, but I'm slowly starting to get back into them. So I think with baseball, I definitely want to get Austin Hayes, uh, Adley Rushman jersey, you know, just go down the list. But what's cool is uh, Austin Hayes said 
that Veen would practice with the team, and then when the team was done, he says they would uh, hit in the cage. And after they were done, Austin said, you know, after Pat and I, we'd leave the cage, uh, Zach would stay and for like another hour or two and just work on his swing. And Austin said he was doing twice as much work as anyone else out there. And he said he was just impressed. It's like over a year, it's a, it's night and day. He's like, the guy definitely wants to play in the majors. So I'm excited again. I, you know, I, I Zach Veen, uh, as I was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, Austin Martin, whoever, let's go, you know. And then they have uh, another pick, 30 or 28 picks away from that. And the rumor is Jared Kelly. Uh, right-handed pitcher. I doubt Kelly will still be on the board by that. I, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen second, third, fourth. You know, again, <laughs> I don't sit through the entire draft. I'm going to find out the first. I'll probably sit through, find out who their next pick is. Maybe the pick after that because I'm pretty sure they have uh, picks 2, 30, and I wanted to say 30. It's 39, yeah. So second pick, 30, and 39. So I'm sure I'll sit there and, and watch that because those picks are so close. So, It'll be fun, and I'm actually going to be out of town next weekend. So, of course, when the draft happens and, and there's actually some interesting, fun, important things to talk about pertaining to the Orioles, I'm heading out of town. So I'm going to have to wait when I get back to record a, uh, an episode to talk about the draft, but I'll be watching it and tweeting about it and all that fun stuff. And um, like I said last year, Jimmy's Seafood Party was fun, watching them uh, pick Adley Rushman in the first round. It sounds like a lot of them are doing that again uh, because I see people posting, can't wait to go to Jimmy's June 10th, first round draft or however long the party is going to be. I think, I can't remember how long I stayed at Jimmy's, but that was the first time I ever had their food there. I know that's crazy, right? I say that, but I'm sure if I thought long and hard. That's what she said. (laughs) I would remember that I've had Jimmy Seafood. They've been around forever. But when I went, I got addicted to their food. Now I order it all the time. Told you about how the food truck was outside my house not too long ago. That was like heaven. You know, I was running towards a truck and I could hear angels singing. I felt like I was running in slow motion. (laughs) So I'm a big fan of Jimmy Seafood. And if you're in the area... Uh, you know what? If you're not even if you're three four hours away from Jimmy's Seafood and you're an Oils fan, fuck it, get in the car, get over there. It's a big party. Uh, it's uh, upstairs, Jimmy Seafood uh, for the draft. It's just a big. It's it's all it's your family. You know, if you walk in with Orioles gear on, you're gonna get some high fives and someone's gonna buy you a drink. Head over there. It's fun. Good time. Good people. Um, and if you don't follow Jimmy Seafood on Twitter. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go in there and start following them. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta meet the person who I don't know if it's just one person, but next time I work my way over there, I, I gotta ask for the uh, for the person who controls the Twitter account for Jimmy Seafood. Good ship. Now, of course, there's a lot of questions pertaining to the draft. You know, who are they gonna draft? What are they gonna do? What kind of moves are they gonna do? They have any tricks up their sleeves? But I still think, even though the draft is coming up, the big question is still whether or not we're going to see baseball in 2020. And thank God for Ken Rosenthal for keeping us all up to speed. He keeps putting out these statements by the MLBPA that's just depressing. You know, anytime Rosenthal posts something about baseball and you have to click on it 
to read about 11 paragraphs, you know it's not going to be good news. We're all just waiting for a, a tweet of good news, baseball is on. And by the way, here's what they agreed to. We don't care. You know, us as fans are like, I don't care what they agreed on. Who gives a shit? That's their drama that they're dealing with. You know, I'll read about it later. Hey, that's great. Let's all celebrate. Baseball's back. Maybe later that night I'll go, all right, let me see what they agreed to. But the latest statement posted by the MLBPA, I'll just read you the last half or the last paragraph, few sentences. It says, earlier today we held a conference call of the association's executive board and several other MLBPA player leaders. The overwhelming consensus of the board is that players are ready to report, ready to get back on the field, and they are willing to do so under unprecedented conditions that could affect the health and safety of not just themselves, but their families as well. It ends with, the league's demand for additional concessions was rejected. There you have it. Still no baseball. I don't care. Who cares what else you have to say? All we want to see is baseball is back on. I mean, come on. It's frustrating. But again, you know, it's not my money, not my situation. I'm just a fan who pours my heart and soul and sweat and anxiety and half my uh, salary into baseball every year. That's all who I am, you know. (laughs) Fans should have a little something to say about this too, right? With all the damn money and time we put into the sport, let us in on the meetings. (laughs) pull some names out of the hats, you know, maybe some season ticket holders, put about 20 of them on the line during these meetings, (laughs) what they have to say, that wouldn't turn into a shit show at all, you know, come on, we feel like the owners too, (laughs) you guys are using our money, you ever had that argument with somebody, and maybe you're the one who argues when you hear that, it's not your money, you didn't buy the team, yeah, I know, dickhole, it's not what I'm saying. I'm, I know I didn't buy the team. But where do you think they're getting the money? <laughs> uh, Mark Gaines, Mark Gaines, the anus president of Sports Corp, said, uh, where did I read this? I think it was USA Today. Uh, said the players in their organization have not felt a need to work with the owners, talking about the baseball players, because the money has continued to roll in. He says, to their perspective, there is no crisis, but they're about to get hit in the face with a big, wet fish. All right, is what he says. Because after this season, we may see a meaningful reduction in big long-term contracts given to players because the teams cannot project revenue accurately. So he's warning the players, watch out for that big, wet fish. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You better start playing. (laughs) You know, the, the league's going to have some resentment after this. And that is an interesting point. But after this, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future with these contracts and the money. Because if shit like this comes up again, or heaven forbid there's some strike that happens, you know, they got to they gotta figure this shit out. Figure it out. Figure it out. So I think at this point, just do a double elimination tournament. And I don't want... I heard about rumors with playing... Uh, the playoffs well into December. I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't want to watch games or go to a game and have to put on 10 layers like when I had Raven tickets and it's 20 degrees and and, you're, and snow's just hitting you in the face and you're sitting there going, what the hell am I here for? I could be at home. I don't want to watch a baseball game in, in <laughs> 20 degree weather. And I'm, sh- oh man, think about that. The baseball players playing in December 
hitting that 93 fastball tailing away right on the end of the wooden bat. Ouch. Hands are ringing, stinging. You're freezing. (laughs) You might not be able to see the ball because it's snowing too hard. You know, and then at the end of the season, three weeks later, pitchers and catchers meet up. I mean, come on. I get they're trying to do everything they can. And they know the fans. We want we want a season. They know it's going to look real bad if it, if it doesn't happen. And the conversation continues to happen. Are there going to be fans that walk away? And I, I've had family and friends text me and say, fuck this. If they don't play, I'm done with this. I think 99% of them are full of shit. But I'm seeing people post that all over the place as well. I'm done. But double elimination, that's it. <laughs> Your team may play twice, or you may get to see him play, you know, 35, 40 times. They just need to keep winning. <laughs> uh, if they if they only played, I mean, for right now, it looks like the proposal's 48 games. I think that was the latest one I saw. You know, would the Orioles even win 20? Would they win more than 20? That's almost a 500 season. That's fantastic. If this was a regular season and they almost finished 500, oh my God, we'd be, Oriole fans would be high-fiving everywhere. Being like That's like the World Series does right now, especially in a rebuild. But last year, after 50 games, they had 15 wins. So I don't know, 20 or more, that's asking a lot here, Nate. Now you're starting to get greedy. And uh, But I think they can do it. I think Alberto is going to have a great year again. And I said that last year towards the end of the season. And, I, you know, I don't think he was just one of those guys, hey, remember that guy Hanser Alberto in 2019? Oh, we all thought he was going to be great. And then he just became, you know, he started shitting the bed and pitchers knew not to pitch to him, but he was swinging anyway. I, I think Hanser is going to fall into a pretty fun role with the Orioles and do well, be successful. Because in his whole uh, baseball career, 2019, he played the most games. That's the longest he's ever played, the most at-bats he's ever had. He had 524 at-bats. I think before that, the most at-bats he had, shit, was it 2013? He had 453 at-bats. Is that right? I don't know. Could be wrong. No, that's right. You know, hey, Nate, this isn't live. You can pause it. Uh, but anyway, you know, he had the most bats, most games played. He's on a team. There's no pressure. He's not surrounded by a bunch of Hall of Fame playoff players. And, and uh, you know, every time he only gets to play once or twice a week and every at bat, he better do well. No pressure. No pressure. You're on a team that sucks. Just go out there and have some fun. You know, <laughs> I think he's going to be all right. He's shining bright like a diamond. Fantastic. When you see kids wearing Alberto jerseys, by the way, you know your home team is in trouble. <laughs> when I'm seeing like 40% Hanser Alberto Oriole jerseys from kids age 10 and whatever, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> that's my team. Look at all the Alberto jerseys. Fantastic. Oh, uh, well, good for him. I'm glad he's doing well. He's a very likable guy. Fits right in. Seems like he's having fun with the players and he's helping the Orioles win. So if they give him the, the same situation, you know, an everyday player, 
Get him out there. Get him out there. Let him keep playing. So will the Orioles, how will the Orioles do if there's a 40-game season, 30-game season, 50, whatever it is? <laughs> Some people think they're not even going to win one. They're not going to have that time to get hot. Maybe they don't. You, the Orioles on a team like this, you don't want teams to start warming up around you because that's when I remember when they uh, uh, last year, what, they beat the Yankees three out of four or two out of three start off the season or, or they started, you know, four and one. <laughs> They just went out. They're like, ah, let's just play some ball. We're going to suck. Let's, what's the worst that can happen? Ah, we can lose a game, but they won. You know, they, I think a short season will help the Orioles. You don't want all those good teams warming up around you. you know, they're, they're starting off slow, but they win the race. You want to just go out there in a 40-game season, boom, knock about 20, 30 wins out and whatever playoff weird tournament they have scheduled, go win it. <laughs> go win it. All right, some baseball fans, I've noticed, are not even aware who Rich Dubroff is. Or they just don't follow him, you know, on Twitter, or I think he's got a a Facebook page as well, which is mind-boggling. His website, if you're not familiar with him, BaltimoreBaseball.com, he puts out some great shit, great articles on there. I'm on there almost every other day reading all the shit, but he updated some info on his website, answering some great questions that I've noticed a lot of people have. Uh, I, I, the people that I talk to and, and text about baseball, these are the questions that come in. And a couple times I just referenced this article link of the people that were texting in that I was just talking to about baseball. And these are some of the questions. Uh, you may have read the article, and if you did, well, just hang tight. Be a little patient. So one of the questions that he uh, jumps on right off the bat, is how does this year impact the development of someone like Adley Rushman? Also, Ryan Mountcastle. Now, if there's a season, there's going to be a 30-man roster at least. We'll be seeing a lot of Ryan Mountcastle. And it feels like the Orioles drafted that guy back in, like, 2 As many times as we've talked about him and conversations I've had and articles reading about Ryan Mountcastle, it seems like he has been in this organization forever. And, of course, they drafted him in thirty number 36 uh, in 2015, you know, <laughs> if you didn't know that, I'm sure a lot of you do. But uh, Adley Rushman, people are thinking, you know, what the hell's going to happen with him? Is this going to slow up the process? And from what I was reading, what he's saying, I mean, what he's saying is other stuff that I've seen as well, that he'll probably be sent to the Arizona League uh, starts in late September through October. Um, and they'll just continue to keep working with them. I mean, this is just a weird scenario that's happening. So I don't know. I don't think there's any definite answers on what's going to happen with these players like Rushman and Mountcastle. We're all just going to have to sit back and see. Because I even think the league's kind of like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. No clue. But you know, Adley Rushman, I, they're not going to want to delay the process any longer to get him up there. But they're also not going to rush him up in the majors if they don't have to going to take their time because remember Adley's going to be the reason the Orioles win five championships in a row <laughs> oh, I hope that kid is hopefully the next couple drafts because the Orioles are con- going to continue to be bad unless you know something happens you know they make a major league four movie all about the Orioles but hopefully these next two draft picks or I mean the next few years draft pick it'll take 
the spotlight off of Adley a little bit and he can just focus on the game and stop reading shit about how he's going to be the savior. So hopefully this year and the next year and the year after, I'm assuming the Orioles are going to have, you know, somewhere top three, top five pick. Hopefully that'll uh, uh, get people talking about somebody else for a little bit. Another question that Dubroff jumped on is very popular, and it's one of my questions as well. A lot of conversations that I see. If there's no season in 2020, how will that affect the 2021 draft? A lot of people say, well, the Orioles get the number two pick again, and we'll just go down the same order. Now, Dubroff said the only thing that he could compare this to was the 0405 Hockey League, which was, of course, uh, was canceled because of a labor dispute. But the Capitals had the number one pick in 2004. And after the season was canceled, what the NHL did apparently was they just averaged out the team's records of the past few seasons and had the order that way. So the next season, the Capitals wound up picking uh, 14th in the first round. I don't know if that helps answer that question. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Uh, Do I think there's going to be baseball in 2020? No, I don't. I mean, everything that I'm reading about and seeing Rosenthal post and all these MLBPA statements, it's like, man, you guys are not even close because everything just ends with rejected, didn't agree, not on the same page, again, rejected. I haven't read anything where, like, we're so close. They're just trying to figure this and that out, and hopefully by the end of the week, They'll get that taken care of. No, it's just, again, nothing. Done. Didn't like it. So that's why I have the attitude right now of I don't think baseball is going to happen, but if it does, and even if it's a 10-game season, so what? Bring it. Love to be part of it. And before I wrap it up, another question that uh, Rich covered. One of the questions was, how does a shortened season affect incentives in contract? Are they drop prorated or what? And uh, according to Dubrov, he says there's only one Oriole with a performance bonus in his contract, and that's Alex Cobb. He'd get $500,000 if he reaches 180 innings, which is funny because he's never pitched 180 innings in his career. It's kind of fucked up, kind of dangling that paycheck in front of him like those horse races. I don't think they even do that anymore where they put the uh, – the, like a cracker with peanut butter or whatever they used to put in front of horses as they would race. I sound pretty stupid trying to explain it, but you get my example of what I'm getting at. It's like, oh, you've never done what? Okay, well, if you do it, we'll give you $500,000. The only other incentive clause for an Oriole is the $25,000 bonus for pitcher uh, Cole Stewart. If you made the All-Star game, there won't be an All-Star season, so uh, that's about it. And he did give his opinion. I mean, I'm pretty sure (laughs) it goes without saying what the starting rotation and the uh, the lineup is going to look like, obviously, Chris Davis at first, Alberto most likely at second, and Glacius at short, Rio, Rio Ruiz at third. I always have trouble saying that. In the outfield, you got uh, Dwight Smith Jr. in left, Austin Hayes in center, and Anthony Santander in right with Ronaldo Nunez as a DH. Again, that's pretty much what we had. Pedro Severino would be the starting catcher. I agree with that. I think he is going to be the guy that starts. Starting rotation, John Means, Alex Cobb, Wade LeBlanc, uh, Asher Wojciechowski, and most likely Tommy Malone. Uh, You know, Chan Sisko, he's going to have his opportunity, although he better get some fire up in his ass. He better get that going. 
So with the draft coming up, again, like I said, I will, I will be out of town next week, but I will be tweeting about it, and I'll talk about it on the next episode. Be interesting to see who the Orioles are going to have on their future in that first round to bring them up. And if there's no season, and they kind of average out the uh, past couple seasons that each team had to see what order they're going to be in 2021, hey, that's good news. We're going to be in the top three again. Just keep lining them up. Again, as always, I say it every week, and I say it 100 times on the podcast every episode. I love hearing from you guys. Reach out to me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at fullcountchaos. Till next time.